0: Good evening, hope everybody's doing well today on this uh, wonderful and beautiful Wednesday day and trust everybody's had a good day today and uh, uh, hopefully we'll get into God's word tonight and uh, you will be blessed by it and what the Lord has uh, laid on my heart to speak about in our continual studies in Hebrews 11. So uh, if you have your Bibles handy, be sure and get those out and ready to go. And I, uh, and hopefully we'll have a good, good evening uh, tonight. And, uh, just great that uh, we can come together and meet. I know it's virtual, but, uh, hey, it's better. I just, I was thinking the other day, uh, I uh, am just so amazed, uh, how far our technology has come. In fact, I think I was talking about it this morning on our, my morning devotions, uh, was the fact that, uh, you know, I still remember when my dad when they first had the first cell phones come out of course he had the bag phone there for a little while and he had that uh... walkie talkie looking uh... cell phone and never imagined a million years that it would go from that to what we have today in this little bitty device that uh... uh... access all kinds of books and movies and television shows and information like never before i remember dad talking about uh... the old computers at etsu they would fill the room uh... you know just to uh, just, just the hard drive would fill all, an entire room and so it is uh, amazing to see how far it's come. i remember i was talking about this morning uh, going to the John city mall and uh... looking at the uh first time I saw a touch screen, Uh, I was amazed by it, you know, Uh, of course, you know, looking back, all it was was just a big, uh, one of those big, huge uh, uh, computer uh, monitors, you know, but anyway, with touch it, I was like, holy cow, check this out, you know, I thought it was, I, you I know, uh, you know, never saw the like that. And uh, when I was right at the medical center, uh, I remember they told me, I said, yes, yeah, and doctors going to be able to have this, this these handheld devices and they'll be able to look up patient information. And I thought, wow, I wonder what that would be like, you know? And now we have it all. In fact, uh, I was watching uh, an old episode. Well, not, yeah, it is an old episode, but it's Star Trek The Next Generation. You look at their device. I mean, then in the early 90s, like, wow, look at that. Now you look at it, like, man, that's, that's pretty archaic compared to what we have now, you know? So it's amazing how far technology has come. So praise God, you know, uh, in the midst of this virus, this, this pandemic, you know, we, we couldn't be unable to meet at all. Uh, but praise God that we have the ability through technology to uh, come together and still worship. So uh, praise the Lord for that. But I, I don't know, I'm still amazed. I guess I'm, I'm getting older. In fact, I was looking at... Uh, the camera, and I can't get on how much white I'm getting in my beard, I just don't, it's just uh, weird, I'm turning into Moses, and actually that's who we're talking about this evening, so, but uh, don't like getting older, I, I don't feel old, I feel young, until I go to do something, and I'm like, yeah, you're, you're getting old, <laughs> so, well, let's look at our Bibles this evening, uh, we're going to look at uh, uh, John 16, 33, and I'll get that pulled up here, uh, for those who uh, may not have a Bible uh readily available. But uh, John 1633 says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And as me Pappy always says, Bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Alright, um oh i dropped my pen. Okay. Uh, as far as prayer requests go, like I said, I forgot to grab the latest version uh, Sunday morning, so that is my bad, but I'm pretty sure most of this is, is pre- still pretty relevant and um, uh, was what was on uh, that prayer list uh, anyway. But, um, uh, let's see, and of course, uh, I'm sorry for those on the website, uh, I don't have a, an ability to uh, to communicate uh, with you on it, but for those who are on Facebook, uh, if you have any prayer concerns feel free to put those in the comments section i'll address those here momentarily uh... But it's prayer requests i have rise of now is uh... kim Penix, jane kitchings and before I forget uh... Mousy, uh... she said to be praying for her brother and brother-in-law some health issues and i told her we'd be praying uh... let's see here nancy and Larky, carolyn and morris johnny and nora chuck richardson tracy kent vicky teleferro ralph and linda Wendy Lee, Glenn Johnson, P.T. Glover, P.T.'s mom, Ron and Thelma, uh, Terry Laws, Chris Wilson and family, Mike Bradley, Joe Franklin, J- and uh, Murph. So, uh, and so be praying for them. And um, I'll try to thank, uh, of course, be praying for my dad. I don't know if he had been feeling real well. And uh, I like he was someone else. I uh, said I'd be, I'd be lifting up, and I cannot. Uh, uh, who did Brandy tell me she said be sure and pray for and I said I will And I've done for God. She's gonna kill me. She told me this morning. I said be sure and pray for Somebody and I've done for God. So if she's watching maybe she can put something up there and uh, remind me All right. Uh, well, let's go ahead and bow our heads and go for the Lord in prayer If I Lord we just thank you love you and praise you uh, Lord. Thank you for another opportunity to uh, meet and gather uh, this evening. Uh, Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Uh, Lord, uh, thank you uh, for the strength you give us uh, and uh, giving us encouragement each and every day. And Lord, I just want to lift up each and every one of these prayer requests or prayer concerns. And Lord, I just want to uh, uh, pray for uh, all the names that were mentioned and uh, all those who are watching this evening, uh, those uh, the concerns that they're dealing with, whether private or public and uh, lord i pray that you will give them peace and strength and uh, that you will be done in each and every situation and lord I, sw- I do want to lift up a special prayer request for Murph and, and uh, Kim Penix and uh, Wendy Lee and particularly Ron and Thelma lord i want to lift up a special prayer for them and uh, pray that you will be with Mousy and her brother and brother-in-law that you will bring healing upon them uh, lord i just pray that uh, we seek you out daily and that we serve you well And uh, lord let your will be done in each and every situation Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Um, oh, Brandy said uh, Cheryl's dad. That's right. Uh, uh, little uh, dad calls her Pooh. She always wears a uh, Winnie the Pooh jacket. It says Pooh in the back, so dad calls her Pooh. But uh, uh, instead of be praying for her dad, because uh, he's an ICU, it's non COVID related, uh, but he's an ICU. And, I, and, and so we'll definitely, uh, definitely need to be praying for Cheryl's dad. So I'm. Uh, so we'll definitely be doing that. Um, let's see here. Trying to think. Uh, as far as announcement goes, of course, you know I do my devotions every morning at 6:15 uh, a.m. and that's both on the live on the website and on uh, social media. And uh, like I say, uh, sometimes uh, time gets away from me, and uh, so give me a minute or two. I always try to be exactly at 6:15. But it could be a minute or two later, so uh, just bear with me if I'm not on there at exactly that time. It's not that I'm not up. I'm usually up and going. It's just that, like this morning, I was talking to Brandy and, and just had to look down. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I've got to go running in here real quick. So sometimes I just get a little, uh, 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 what do you call it? I don't know. Uh, not thinking straight or. Not paying attention or whatever you want to call it but anyway so but uh, also uh this sunday of course uh dr vic young he will be doing his uh, um uh sermon from 11 a.m to 12 p.m and that will be the uh his sermon title will actually be uh, the rock will be his sermon title so uh, be sure and to uh uh, check that out and come out and we'll be physically meeting there. We meet there every Sunday morning from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Now uh, now this Sunday evening, uh, I was looking at the weather. It looks like it's going to be good. And uh, as Lord willing, as far as I know, everything goes well. We're going to meet uh, at the outdoor stage uh, this Sunday evening at 6 o'clock. So be sure and bring a chair, a blanket, and uh, come on out and join us. And because I noticed that in the evenings, it gets a little, seems like it's starting to cool off a little bit. And I thought, man, this would be a a great time to uh, uh, get together physically and uh, meet. And so uh, come on out. I think we'll have a great time. And be good to see everybody. You know, we haven't got to do that in a long time, Uh, just meet on a Sunday evening. So be sure to come on out and join us. We'll have a great time. Uh, My mother-in-law said to be praying for um, uh, Hoppy's mother, uh, Mamie Boyd and for Hoppy, and we'll definitely be praying for them. Uh, Stanton Trailer says Pray prayers for me. I go for kidney test on August thirty first. Yes, Mister Trailer, we'll definitely be uh, be praying for you as well, sir. But uh, yeah, um, so this Sunday morning uh, we'll be there at the church, eleven to twelve, and then Lord will we'll meet back that evening uh, at six p.m. And like I said, we'll be outdoors, and uh, that way we can spread out and not have to fit, deal with him. Those horrible masks, I hate them. I keep in the words how bad I hate them. I, uh, Dad, he gets on me constantly at the church. Like, put your mask on because I can't breathe. I hate the stupid things. I know he hates them too, but I just, I, I'm telling you, if you put a pillow on my face, it couldn't be any different than wearing that mask. I hate it with a passion, and so that's why. That's another reason why I don't. Uh, of course. It's not safe to go out right now anyway, but in particular, I try not to go out any more than I have to because I despise it. I just cannot put in a, Oh, my gosh, I hate it with a passion. So I know that's by saying, big baby, once you want to cry a little bit? I can hear him now because he's uh, mean to me. So <laughs> anyway, uh, let see. Uh, Jamie Linda Arnold says prayers for everyone that needs them. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Arnold there. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, if you have your Bibles handy, uh, we're going to focus. Uh, I know we um, we covered some things uh, as far as um, uh, particularly in verses 23 through 26, and hit briefly on 27 uh, and. Uh, but I wanted to really focus uh, tonight's teaching on 27 through 29. So uh, if you have your Bibles uh, and you can, please turn there. And of course, if you don't, I always try to make it. Uh, Easy uh, for those who are, uh, who may not have a uh, Bible readily available uh, and uh, may be watching on their uh, device and can't uh, uh, turn uh, to, uh, to look that up. So I try to make it where you can, can see that. So we're going to look at Hebrews eleven twenty-seven 27 through 29. By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. By faith the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land. But the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. All right. So let me get get this back up here. All right. Let's go ahead and have another quick word of prayer if we may if our lord again we just come before you and praise your holy name Uh, lord thank you uh, again for allowing us to come together and meet this evening thank you for allowing us to dive into your word Uh, lord just thank you for the joy uh, that you give us and uh, and lord just thank you for never giving up on us and always having forgiveness and uh, always uh, shining your love and blessings down upon us even when we don't deserve it Lord, help us to learn from Your Word this evening. Uh, let it guide us. Uh, let it direct us. Uh, let it be used for spiritual growth, and most importantly, let it be used to glorify You. And Lord, we thank You and praise You in Jesus' name. I pray, Amen. All right. So, um, as we're looking at these verses here in uh, 26, I'm sorry, 27 through 29, um, you know, there's some things to, to look at and consider here. And you know, there's been uh, great men of faith. Uh, throughout history and how the Lord has used them and guided them in ministry. And, you know, I, I um, enjoy uh, reading uh, biographies and stuff, autobiographies of, uh, of different missionaries and and uh, people that God has used in different ways. And uh, uh, and I don't know, I get that from my dad. He likes to read those kind of things as well. And uh, in a short story I read earlier, now this is, uh, I'm sure there's more to um, this story than, than just the the brief uh, illustration that I'd read, but uh, Peter Cameron Scott was his name, and he had um, wanted to be a professional opera singer, and he um, had the opportunity to actually uh, uh, go and uh, uh, and you know I guess he, the 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 op- the door was open so to speak for him to you know to, to pursue that, and he had to make a decision as to whether if that's what he was supposed to do or were, or do what God wanted him to do. And when I was reading that, uh, I couldn't help but think about uh, a little bit uh, to relate that to me personally and the fact that, you know, most of my life, all I've ever wanted to do was be an actor. That's all I've ever wanted to do was, uh, was act. And uh, uh, I've always dreamed of being a big TV star and movie star. You know, of course, my... My dashing good looks—you know—it's hard not to go in that direction. <laughs> of, course, of course, I'm kidding. But um, when I—I uh, I was an extra on uh, Big Stone Gap movie, and you can see me at the at the beginning of the movie coming down the hill, and several other scenes. had to move. Well, after that movie, I was asked to come to Asheville and uh, be a stand-in for um, uh, what is—I can't ever pronounce his last name. That. Galifernakis, or whatever you pronounce the name for that movie they were doing over there. And, um, you know, so it's almost like some doors were slowly opening to go in that direction. But uh, kind of like uh, this cat here we're reading about, uh, I felt like Lord was like, you're going to have to make a decision. You can either uh, pursue uh, an acting career, or you need to choose... to to do as you were called to do sort of so to speak and, uh, and I knew at that moment that I had to make a decision you know and I realized that uh, I need to follow the Lord I need to trust in Jesus and I need to do what I was called to do not what I wanted to do and uh, and I, I know I made the right decision I know that uh, the Lord called me to be a pastor and uh, not an actor and um, uh, trust me after, uh, after I Big Stone Gap Man alive, I tell you what, don't want to get paid big money. I mean, they would do the same scene over and over and over and over, and they want to get this angle on that angle, and would be sitting outside and it'd be freezing cold, and I was like, the heck with this? You know? <laughs> that got to help make the decision. Well, anyway, you know, he's looking at um, his name again, Peter Cameron Scott. I always want to make sure I get his name right. He, um, he did decide to follow the Lord, and uh, he, he went to, uh, to some seminary, if I understand, or, or, or some type of uh, Bible college. And anyway, he um, uh, felt led to go to uh, minister in Africa. Well, him and his brother, uh, they go to Africa, uh, and uh, his brother dies. And he has to make the casket, bury him himself. And um, he comes back and uh, uh, to England. And he uh, was at the grave of uh, John Livingstone uh, at the Westminster Abbey. I think Dad been to Westminster Abbey, if I'm not mistaken. And he, um, uh, and on that tombstone there, he says, uh, uh, what was it, um, something like other sheep that I have. And so he, um, uh, Scott, goes to um, America to recruit other people uh, to go and be missionaries in Africa. Uh, and But the bad thing of it is, when he went to Africa, Uh, not only about everybody died, even he ended up dying uh, there in Africa. In fact, it is almost like uh, the the locals there said that uh, there were far more white men and women that have died there than uh, uh, that were converted, and many people got sick and had to go home. And, uh, you know, when you read those kind of things, you're thinking, man, what, uh, you know, what was sometimes maybe what was even the point of, of pursuing something like that but the fact of the matter is he had faith uh, he, you know and he knew that's where God was leading him and that's where God wanted him to go uh, to minister and uh, you know it kind of made me think of um, I can't remember the, the guy's name but anyway he uh, well I might uh, yeah John G. Patton that was his name and he was um, uh, and was led to go to New Hebrides Islands and he he um, uh, an older gentleman, you know, uh, as he's getting ready to leave, kept telling him. He said, uh, man, why do you want to go there? He said, there's nothing. There's cannibals. He said, you're going to get eaten by cannibals. And he told his neighbor, who was uh, very elderly, he said, well, he said, you, you don't really have much time. And eventually, worms are going to eat you. And he said, whether it's worms or cannibals uh, that eat me, he said, all I want to do is serve Jesus Christ. And, you know, that's just it. You know, we need to have that faith. Uh, that leading and that understanding uh, to do what God wants us to do despite the consequences, despite the fact that it may cost us our very lives as long as we're having that faith in Christ, knowing that we're doing what He is leading us to do, we know that we're going in the right direction. And we may not always understand it. We may not understand the, those kind of trials that we go through, but and we're going to do here in just a second, so I better not jump too far ahead of what I was want to uh, discuss. Uh, but anyway, as we see here in uh, verse 27, uh, we see that, um, uh, let me get, uh, hold on here, here it he is, uh, by faith he left Egypt. Now, uh, some say, you know, it could be, uh, 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 some Bible, the New King James Version, uh, instead of left, may say forsook uh, Egypt. Uh, not being afraid of the anger of the king, he endured uh, seeing him who is invisible. And when we see, the reason why we see that forsook, we could go back to uh, our previous verses we were studying uh, the other night, in 24 through 26, says that, uh, particularly verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he was grown, refused to be called the son of the Pharaoh's daughter. Okay, so it kind of goes, uh, he turned his back uh, on the wealth of Egypt, turned his back on all those things, and you know, all he could have very easily uh, stayed there and enjoyed all these wonderful uh, things that the world had to offer, but he chose to leave uh, that situation and follow after Jesus Christ. But here's the thing that's very important. It says not being afraid, all right, not being afraid of the anger of the king. So, uh, you know, we can relate that back to Exodus 2, uh, 14 through 15, you know, and uh, chronologically, you know, could we say, well, is this... Um, at the point you know said he was not afraid well you know we look back at exodus and we look at the fact that um i don't know if i got a slide for that one or not let me look here and see i can't remember if i no i didn't bring that one up well i'm going to go ahead and look it up real quick anyway just so that you bring everything to proper context because i can um um sit here and try to explain it but you know for you to actually see it i think makes brings it more into focus but 2 14 and 15 let me get over here uh yeah he answered who made you he answered who made you prince and a judge over us do you mean to kill me as you killed the egyptian that moses was afraid and thought surely the things is the surely the thing is known When Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. So, you know, uh, the point is that uh, originally uh, he did leave. He did flee in fear uh, for the fact that he knew that Pharaoh was out to kill him and uh he knew his life was on the line, so that's why he took off and uh and know and some have said, and I think I may mentioned this let's see what is the, Sunday night uh about this as well that uh, you know at that point in time maybe he you know when he realized that uh uh he no longer needed he no longer wanted to be a part of pharaoh's court or part of Pharaoh's family, and he knew his place of the Israelites. That maybe at that point it was tempting for him to uh, to do a, to to rise up uh, against Pharaoh, but at that time he wasn't prepared, he wasn't ready, and the people wasn't ready at that point in time. So uh, they, some have said it took more courage uh, for him, in fact, to flee uh, and wait until the proper time and then uh, do as God has called him to do. And uh, and, and of course, if you're like me, um, sometimes I could be. Very impulsive, <laughs> and uh, my dad has had to try to scale me back in times of the past, and my wife too, and and uh, uh, so I so now I, I try harder uh, to think before I react. It's not always easy to do. I try, but I don't always uh, respond accordingly. And as I was talking about this morning when i talk to people sometimes i, I, I feel kind of awkward you know i feel out of place you know it's like my dad he knows exactly things to say or things to ask and, and uh, uh... sometimes i talk to people and i'm like uh... what do i say or what do i ask or uh... how long do i talk to this person is this too long or is this not long enough or what do i do and and you know it just <laughs> it gets kind of kind of weird a little bit sometimes but uh, so uh, so sometimes I can, I can act uh, in that impulsive way sometimes. But anyway, um, uh, particularly when I'm driving, <laughs> I can definitely act impulsively then. And, and Brandy has to really calm me down. I, I don't know what it is, man. I hate, I hate driving on the interstate. I mean, I despise it. People are so rude. They're so nasty. I don't get it, man. I just, I mean, the other day, I had to get off on the gray exit. This guy would not let me over. I mean, he stayed right beside me, so I slowed down you get ready to get over. And this woman goes, flying by me. I mean, flying. I mean, try. so I would not get over in front of her. And then she looked at me and went, you know, like, what? And I was like, what is What's wrong with you? Why? I don't. I don't understand. Why do you feel the need to be nasty? And then impulsively, I wanted to say and do things that were not very Christian, but I didn't. I didn't. I held back. It was hard, but I didn't. <laughs> I can honestly say I did. So, but uh, but anyway, uh, you know. So we uh, we see here uh, in verse twenty seven, uh, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured. Uh, seeing to him who is invisible now you know the thing that is that we see here that when he fled uh, these things, you know he, he he fled to not something better but actually something that was going to be a lot harder and tougher on him and i think that relates back to um, us as christians you know there's it's so easy you know uh, uh, to when we minister or witness to other people about jesus christ and we talk about all the good things. We talk about all the blessings and the strength and the peace and, and, and all the promises of God, which are all true. But, you know, sometimes it's easy to to leave out uh, the hardship and, uh, and and how difficult it can be uh, to walk on that narrow path. And, you know, so many people, uh, you know, their, their lives are really... Comfortable, so to speak, and things were somewhat well until they accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, and then that's when everything seems to go to go haywire. You know, the the car breaks down, lose their job, or wife or husband leave them, or you know, any number of things. You know, they, you know, and I've had people time and again say, "What happened? Everything was good, everything was wonderful, and then I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and now everything's going crazy." And you know, and that's what we have to understand. This is a spiritual battle. See, the devil, uh, he has you uh, where he wants you. And uh, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, well, then he don't like that. He's going to retaliate. He's going to fight back. And uh, he's going to to cause problems in your life. You know, and that's one reason why I read uh, that opening scripture, uh, that we will have tribulation, we will have problems. And when we get a little more uh, further into this study. Um, you know, we're going to, uh, may circle back around to that. But... Uh, Here's the thing, you know. uh, That's why it takes a true man, it takes a true woman to be a Christian. It is not for the weak. It is not uh, for those who are. um, uh, Let's see, how can I put it in a politically correct way? Those who are not easily offended, as we see in our country right now. You know, I said Dad a thing Um, at lunchtime. I I have uh, Highway to Heaven uh, recorded, so lunchtime I take a break and. And I'm eating. I watched the uh, Highway to Heaven. Well, I had to pause it real quick for something. I don't know, phone rang or something. And I looked up. And I couldn't believe what I saw. It said, it said that uh, there was a warning uh, that there may be something offensive, even though it's historically accurate. It could be offensive to some viewers. And I was sitting there thinking, this is Highway to Heaven. <laughs> in the world. Could there be anything offensive in Highway to Heaven? I mean I just that blew my mind. I thought, what is going on with our world that Highway to Heaven is 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 there's content in there that's offensive. You know, so, you know, as Christians, um, you know, we have to have a thick skin. And we have to understand there's people who are going to hate us, despise us. We may lose friends. We may lose family. We may, these things may exist and happen because the devil wants to attack those things that are close to us. Those things, you know. And, and so we have to understand that just like Moses, who who had to, you know, he left a life of comfort and luxury and actually left and went into a world of uh, of uh, really just pain and sorrow and all these different things that happened uh, uh, that was not comfortable, so to speak. You know, because he knew he had to to follow Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, follow God rather. Um, But he was looking to the future promises of Jesus Christ, so put it that way. But it is uh, so that's one thing we need to understand as Christians uh, that we uh, uh, we need to um, uh, understand that we are going to uh, face trials or tribulations. We're going to face trouble. That's just part of the walk. And, you know, and it's easy all right it's easy you know i've done it too well lord i don't understand i'm tired that i'm I'm reading my bible i'm praying i'm going to church i'm i'm trying to serve you you know we think you know because we're so used to um Uh, work and reward so to speak and so we're used to well if I do this this and this then I will be rewarded you know and uh, and and it don't always work that way you know uh, with Christ and it's why it's a relationship that is why it's a journey uh, that we stay diligent with our walk with Christ that even when bad things we're in the midst of bad things happening that we keep our eyes focused on the Lord and know where our strength lies because we know that these, these present sufferings are temporary, and one day we can spend an eternity in heaven. Those of the world don't understand that, but that's why we have to stay the course. Sometimes it's the testing of our faith, sometimes, you know, you, uh, I think Dad's talking about this the other day, talking about when you uh, melt, uh, whether it's uh, metal or, uh, or if you wash forest and fire, things like that. But they melt metal or anything like that. They have to take that dross, draw the, the the crud off the top. Well, sometimes God has to put us through those fires. has to put us through those trials. we don't understand it. But it's only to make us stronger. It's only to help us to, to endure future battles. And, uh, you know, sometimes when I look back and I was thinking, Man, this is horrible. I hated this. And why am I having to go through this? But then it helps you to deal with future battles that come along. And like I say, things are not going to be easy uh, in our lives uh, uh, as Christians, you know, just expect it, it it's going to happen, and, uh, you know, but here's the thing, we need to have faith without fear, and, you know, I think it was, um, um, oh gosh, what was his name, uh, A.W. Pink, A.W. Pink said that uh, uh, both fear and faith uh, are in the same breast, but either uh, one is either dominant and one is dormant, uh, is what he said, and um, uh, so you know, that is true. You know, uh, there is we, there, we can have both faith and fear, but as he said, either one is is dominant or one is dormant, and uh, you know, just like Moses, I'm sure he was very nervous. I'm sure he was very anxious. Uh, and uh, what was going on, and what the Lord was calling him to do? You know, particularly you know when the uh, Gospel came through the burning bush, when he's standing before Pharaoh. I'm sure there's some high anxiety. You know, a, a lot of people don't deal with anxiety well, and uh, I'm, I'm, I hate, I hate anxiety. I hate being putting in positions where I have to. You know, you just feel that that tightness in your chest. You're thinking, oh, I just want to be anywhere but here. You know, I don't don't like it. And uh, particularly if me and Brandy's fighting, or or uh, Dad's getting on me because I've done something stupid on Facebook. <laughs> just I'm sitting there thinking, I don't want to be here. Please, I just want to leave. You know. <laughs> but you're in those situations those things kind of happen but um but you also see people like um, uh, martin luther uh when he was at the uh, uh, diet of worms and this was in 1521 and um when i say diet of worms and what that meant is diet which meant you know meaning assembly uh at the uh, holy roman empire who was uh, trying him uh for heresy and uh, where he because he was trying to uh, make them understand uh, what uh, being reformed was about and um, but he had that faith that god was going to get him through uh, that situation and that's what we have to understand is we have to have that faith that god is going to be with us you know we have nothing to fear you know uh, we will have that fear we have that anxiety and you know, a lot of people they feel that the only way to deal with anxiety is through medication. And I'm not putting you down if you're one of those people. If you're if you're watching and you think, Well, wait a minute, now I'm on anxiety medication. Okay, that's if that's what you feel you need to do, that's fine. I'm not I'm not putting you down. I'm not saying you, you lack faith as a Christian because you, you have to be on that. If that's what is, is necessary, um, then then that's fine. But make sure you're not putting your faith, so to speak and the medication, but you're putting your faith in Christ to help you overcome that anxiety, to overcome that fear. Remember, as we've we, said before, Second Timothy one seven, for God's not given a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. give me look at. I know I, 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 I quote this verse a lot, but I'll be honest with you, it's a verse I have to quote a lot because, like I said, I, I have uh, I hate dealing with anxiety. I I tell you one one area of anxiety I hate I, that that gets me way up here is when i have to balance the checkbook i hate that my friends i hate it i do somebody dragged me across glass in a truck that have to deal with it. <laughs> that. I hate paying bills. And Brandy runs. She scatters, little coward. She takes off fly to her mother's or or goes uh, down the road, her mass to take off because they almost are hollering while they're spending this and spending that and wears receipts and all this stuff. And uh, I've turned it to my mother because she used to do that. It's horrible. I really is because um, I can't really wear her jeans. But anyway. <laughs> I'm teasing, but I—I'm um, uh, just kidding. My mom's watching. I'm just joking, yeah, so. But I—but um, uh, you, know, you look at Philippians four, six, and seven. Uh, to be anxious for nothing, all right. But by prayer and supplication, let your request be—let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You know, uh, and I've quoted that verse many times. I've been in many situations. Where, uh, you know, whether it's to preach, you know, I've had to quote that before I come out, to be anxious for nothing, and quote that verse. Uh, getting on airplanes, so I used to fly back and forth to Indiana when I was doing my doctoral studies, I'd have to quote that verse, you know. Uh, there be, there were times I'd fly, I'd think nothing up, and then there's other times I'd be like really tore up about it for some reason, and I'd have to quote that verse, you know, and, you know, so remember, you know, I'm not, when it would. Here's I'm stumbling around here. I want to choose my words carefully. Because there's a lot of this faith over fear thing with this uh, virus and with the mass situation. All right, my All that I can tell you is God gives us common sense, one. Two, uh, you know, esteem others better than yourself. So think about other people, not just your own self-interest. And, uh, you know, think, is this, you know, am I being self-serving by not wearing one? And uh, is there a chance that even though I may not feel like I have anything, that I could affect someone else You know, think about those kind of things? So, you know, I'm just telling you to think about it. You pray about it. If you don't think you need to wear a mask, have at it, man. We're in a free country. You do whatever you feel led to do, all right? So I just feel the point that, you know, there's so many people out there throwing that out there about the faith over fear. uh, I agree to an extent and disagree. And uh, just for the fact that even though I, I'm talking about that very thing, not to be anxious, to have faith, more faith and fear, but at the same time, God gives us that common sense, and we have to do those things that are... Uh, glorifying the Lord, in other words, putting others above ourselves, our own self-interest, and, um, and, and again, abiding to the laws of the land until they are contrary to the word of God. Now, you can disagree, you can say, Matt, you're an idiot, and guess what, you wouldn't be the first one today to say that, so, you know, don't worry, you know, that's fine, you know, and I think so many people take it to such a level, you know, it's like, man, just let it go, just, you know, it's fine, you know, they just get all bent out of shape over that kind of thing, but anyway, Let's move on. I don't want to spend too much time on that. But anyway, um, when we see also here, we're talking about the um, talking about the unseen God. And uh, let's see here. I think let me see. I had a verse here. No, I guess not. But anyway, I, what I was wanting to refer to uh, in regards to that is First uh, John four twelve that no one has seen God. And um, and so uh, you know. Even though uh, Moses talked to God like a friend, he, he communicated with God in, in the burning bush, and, and time and again, him and God communicated, and, and he even saw the back of God in and, and these kind of situations. Um, you know, that's one thing we need to make sure that even though we cannot see God, we have that faith to know that he is there. And those of the world, they don't get it, they don't understand it, and, and they think that we're crazy. And it is um, uh, amazing those out there who want to uh, destroy uh, our um, uh, our belief system, our faith, our convictions in God Almighty, and that Jesus Christ does exist. Uh, you know, you have people out there like Bill Maher, or Bear or however you say his goofy name, and um, he even did a whole uh, uh, video series or whatever trying to uh, make fun and put down uh, those uh, of faith. And, of course, it wasn't just Christians. It was those uh, with uh, Islam and it was uh, Mormons and all that kind of thing. And he even uh, uh, went under the guise of of naming the video of something like he was seeking uh, something of spirituality. And in reality, uh, he was just trying to to poke fun and and try to find uh, holes uh, in the belief system, and you know, and you know, and when you look at all this stuff going on, uh, particularly up in uh, Portland, uh, you see this uh, this true Marxism. Fascism. You know, they're 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 doing the very things that they accuse conservatives of. You know, you look at Marxism, and uh, I think it was 1917 where they, um, uh, you know, they they burned down churches. They gathered up pastors and Christians uh, by the thousands and and shot them and gunned them down. Uh, I'm telling you, Marxism is 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 where. Uh, this country is headed. Uh, that socialism is where this country is headed. If the left, liberal progressives get their way, that's exactly where we're going to be headed towards. And one thing's for sure, they want to silence you. Got people like Dawkins out there, and uh, and they want to. Uh, uh, put us down, and they they want to use the science uh, to say that we can't uh, uh, believe the way that we do. But uh, there's many instances, many areas where the Bible of science goes hand in hand. Uh, in fact, uh, there is a um, she is an astrophysicist named Jennifer Wiseman, uh, who is a uh, professing. Uh, Christian and uh, she's also a scientist and she talks about uh, how the Bible relates to us today and she talked about how it relates to the original audience. I mean just basic in fact what she was saying is really a basic definition of hermeneutics and but there you know so there are good Christian scientists out there there's just few and far between or many uh, re, uh, remain silent out of fear of, of uh, retribution what's going to happen if they do speak out uh, in regards to their faith and their understanding of Christianity. So uh, understand that uh, as Christians, we are under attack. And uh, But we understand, even though the world, we, because we believe in an unseen God, at least we believe in a God that is real. We believe in a God that is alive. No other religion can say that. You know, they're they're worshiping uh, wood and metal, they're statues, and here we have a real, true, living God uh, who sent His only Son to die for us. That's where our faith lies. And again, that faith, again, is not something we conjure on our own. In fact, we can even go back to uh hebrews 11 1 uh, that we had read uh, in the in originally was now faith is the uh, assurance of things hoped for the convictions of things not seen so we need to go back to that very first verse of hebrews 11 uh that um, reinforces what i'm saying right now so uh, uh you know even though the world uh, may try to put us down particularly you know um we, we will say um, uh, thoughts and prayers those uh these new atheists if you will they popped up a lot after 911 uh they um, they really want to put uh, people down for thoughts and prayers they want may or some of these well, well if, they, if they if these prayers worked and why are these churches being gunned down because they they have no understanding of how, of the reality of how evil and the fall of man uh, works and even though god is real god is sovereign god is in and even though god can prevent these things You know, God put people in place to prevent these things from being as bad as they could have been. It could have been a whole lot worse if God wasn't there and intervening but these, these these turkeys don't know what they're talking about so they want to put us down because we believe uh in the uh unseen the invisible god but his attributes are real and, and we can see those things uh, even nature uh, proclaims the glory of god so we can we can see those things that there has to be a creator and so uh the fact that um, these individuals want to tear us down should be nothing new they've been trying to do that for Thousands of years to destroy God's word, which they've never been able to do. Destroy and uh, find uh, Christianity inept. In fact, uh, there's a book. Uh, even though they've done the movie, at least trouble. And uh, and I've read the book. Uh, is the case for Christ. Well, now the atheists have a book out, the case against the case for Christ. And uh, I, I came across it the other day. I haven't read it. I just ha- I was I was looking for something online, and I can't remember what it was I was looking up, and that popped up. And I was like, really? Are you kidding me? I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's just absolutely uh, insanity. Okay, so uh, as we're moving on here, uh, verse 28, By faith he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. So, you know, even though that um, Moses had to deal with the, the wrath of, of Pharaoh, uh, now he's having to deal with the wrath of God as well because uh... we see that uh, the angel of death it didn't matter if you were jew or if you were egyptian you had to do the sprinkling of blood it had to be a lamb without blemish and, uh, and really, in reality, in that particular time and place in history, uh, that was not an inexpensive thing to have. Uh, and uh, sometimes if the families were smaller, they would uh, congregate together and, uh, and, and go into one home and do that, or the firstborn uh, would, be, uh, would be killed. And so, you know, and, and it took faith on their part as well to listen to what uh, Moses was saying. And if they didn't do it, well, then their, first, their oldest firstborn would, would die. And you know, and that goes with a lot of Christians. We can put out as pastors those uh, those those warnings, those things that they need to do. But if they don't do it, then that's on them. See, they have the choice uh, to do as uh, as what God's word is telling them to do. And we're trying to 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 be those messengers of God's word and explain those things. So here's what we need to do, and here's how we need to act, and here's how you know be prepared for Christ's return. But if they don't do those things. Hey, man! You know, just because you know, just like with Moses, they, uh, they, you know, they couldn't uh, be saved just from his faith alone. It took action on their part to do what they were told and to do that that lamb without without blemish. And we can also look back at First Corinthians five seven, and we see here that um, let me get this slide up here for those on facebook but uh, we see that Christ really is our uh, passover lamb if you will because he was the lamb without blemish it took his blood uh, to be shed for us to have an, an eternity living with Jesus Christ you know it, we could have um, uh, you know left up on our own we would have never accepted Jesus Christ you know uh, you know Jesus Christ did not come to save everybody that's that's uh, biblical Uh, you know because then you know if jesus christ come to he gave his life for everybody then everybody would have been saved we know that's not a fact people reject him Uh, even when he's walking the earth we they have still rejecting him and so he he come to save the elect and some people will say well that's not fair you know but you know he knew left on our own we would have never accepted him but he chose to save some. So at least millions through election are still going to go through the gates of heaven, as opposed to without that, we would have spent an eternity in hell. And again, you know, we have scripture to uh, substantiate what I'm talking about, that we were he knew us before we were formed in the womb, uh, we were predestined. Uh, we see these things, that we were adopted into the kingdom. He chose us, which actually makes uh, our, our salvation, our, our Christianity that much more special, because to know that Jesus Christ chose me, chose you, to spend an eternity in heaven. And so that's what makes that very special and very wonderful when dealing with election. I have worked with individuals. Uh, I remember one person in particular, and they were uh, making snide remarks, uh, and they were doing it to get a, to, to get a reaction from me, because uh, they were saying, "Yeah, some people only think certain people will get into heaven." You know, just kind of looked at me, and I was like, Man, "You know, you got like Dad said, a long time ago. You got choose your battles. There's something worth fighting about. It's something you just need to let go. And this person was just trying to try to, to get a fight going, and, and a verbal fight, a physical verbal verbal. And I just said, "I'm not going to give in to it." But uh, it cannot be denied what God's Word says in regards to election. And I'm telling you, um, a great book, and my dad turned me on to this book because i uh, been quite honest with you, I've struggled uh, with the understanding of election. When I first, when God called me to the ministry and I was going to seminary and, and I kind of, I really struggled, had a hard time with that. But uh, Calvinism in a Las Vegas airport, great book, very good chance to read that. And I'm telling you, if you struggle with the understanding of election, that's a great book uh, to read. It's not a big book, in-depth book, hard book to read. But um, uh, definitely check that out. It's called Las, uh, Calvinism in Las Vegas Airport. And I keep remember the name of the author. I might uh, try to see if I might have it right here close by to, to tell you, but I don't know where it's at. I should, probably should have had it uh, handy uh, before I started speaking. I really didn't think about it, I'm honest with you. So, um, uh, but anyway, uh, so uh, God's judgment had to come. All right, and God's judgment, whether it's in this situation, uh, in Egypt, uh, or uh, in in our lifetimes, or whenever Christ returns, God, Christ, uh, God's judgment is going to be there. And um, if you accept Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, your name's written in the book of love you're going to spend eternity in heaven. If you have uh, not accepted Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, then you will face uh, fiery judgment, and you will spend an eternity in hell and uh, god demands justice and you we will all be judged accordingly and uh, so you have that choice because you know i, I you, know, you always hear that rhetoric of well that's not fair and what if there's people that god, that's never heard of the gospel there's there's never going to be an excuse every single person will have heard about jesus christ before his return and in fact that's one of the indications he's going to return when every person has heard and uh, god will find a way and uh, there's Tons of stories where, where white missionaries have went to uh, different parts of the world and found them worshiping God. And no white man had ever been there. God revealed himself one way or another. No man or woman will be without an excuse. And so we need to get that through your head if that's the kind of excuse that you're going to have. You know, you're, you're, there's too many people and there's too many churches pushing this rhetoric out there that if you're good enough, you're going to get into heaven. You know, they think that because they've gone, went to church since they were a kid, they go to church every time the doors are open, they they volunteer at the church, or they uh, they volunteer at soup kitchens, or they're benevolent, that they, you know, hey, I'm, I'm good to go. If you have not prayed and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you will not go to heaven. So you might as well just get that through your head right now. There's too many people out there that think, well, I'm a good person. Great! You know, you, you may be 99.9% perfect, but guess what? Unless you accept Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, you're still not getting into heaven. There's, a lot, there's too many people out there who don't get it and don't understand that. And you better get it through your thick skulls now before it's too late. Cause I'm telling you right now, guys, the way this world is spinning out of control, it's <laughs> just a matter of time. I mean, for all we know, Jesus Christ is saddling up the horse right now. And it can be any moment, any second, man, we're going to be out of here. And uh, either you're going to be left behind uh, with your finger in your nose, wondering what happened, or you're going to be in heaven with the rest of us. So uh, that is your choice. And you better... Um, uh, I understand that now uh let's see here i think there's another slide here um well there's romans three twenty three. i don't really see a need to pull, pull up the slide but uh just say understanding that you know we're all sinners we all mess up uh romans three twenty three. all sin come short of the glory of god we're all sinners nobody perfect all right and uh so understand that there's none righteous do not one. And, and uh so i don't care if you got more degrees than a thermometer if you're the greatest christian ever lived to other we all sin we all mess up we all make mistakes so but to praise god for his forgiveness and his love now uh let's see here verse 29 by faith the people crossed the red sea as on dry land but the egyptians when they attempted to do the same were drowned now here the um we see the the paradigm shift between moses's faith and what he was called to do to the faith of the people and so here, you know, there's got you know, like a couple million people, and uh, here they're they're coming up here uh, on a vast uh, uh, thing of water here, okay? And uh, and the source Pharaoh he is so consumed with hate uh, that you know you got here we've got trained uh, armed warriors, and here you've got a bunch of uh, slaves that uh, boy just organized and boy don't have a clue how to fight, and they're heading towards the water and uh at that point in time uh you know when that water in fact let me get over here kind of give you a visual here hold on here as i'm speaking i'm going to give you a little bit of a visual okay so we see that you you know they have a choice all right it is either all right this is it you know we have they have the pillar cloud behind them Uh, Until the last person come through they went through dry land or either you got big walls of water on each side and They're on dry land. I mean it just shows you the uh, uh, The the miracle of what God has done here. So they are on dry land and they're going through there, but here's the thing though they uh, they had to have absolute dependence and faith on God I'm sure there's some people stood there and hesitated, like oh, I don't know about this, man, you know. And uh, but they had a choice, like, hey, I'm either stand here and be slaughtered by Pharaoh's army, or I've got a choice to to push through uh, this uh, uh, this this thing of water here on each side of the Red Sea. And uh, and at that point, they had to be completely, totally dependent upon God, true faith upon God at that particular time and moment. But here's the thing. You know, you would think Pharaoh uh, would have seen the trap that uh, the, here the water was uh, big walls on each side. And uh, you, you would think in hindsight, he'd be like, hey, after all these plagues and miracles that God has done, if I go through there, it's, it's going to cave on top of it. But he was so driven by hate that he couldn't help but still follow him into that. And then when that uh, pillar of smoke uh, followed into the last person that crossed uh, that Red Sea there, that's, that's when the waters come in and drowned all the Pharaoh's men. And it goes back to us. You know, we, it comes to a point in our lives uh, that we have to be completely, utterly dependent upon God. We can trust nothing of ourselves or no one else. We have to be completely, totally dependent upon God. Our backs are against the wall. And we know that we've tried every other avenue. And God's saying, depend upon me, trust in me, and I'll get you to the other side. And it's so easy to, to maybe stand there and hesitate and uh, because, uh, again, we read here in Hebrews 11.1... 1, Uh, faith is the church of things hold for the convictions of things not seen and you're sitting there thinking man i don't know if i take this next step what if the walls of water come caving in but at that point you got hey i'm dependent upon god i've got to keep pushing forward and knowing that we're trusting him that he's going to get me through this and there's a lot of areas in our lives a lot of situations where uh we try to do things on our own and every i don't know about you but every time i try to do it on my own every time i try to think i can handle a situation i fall flat on my face i screw up, I mess up, and it's far worse than if I just trusted in the Lord, and that's where we've got to be. And so, that's why we see you know, we see and also another thing we can look at, particularly with Pharaoh's hate his driven hate for the children of God, he's wanting to mow them down at any cost because he hated it for who they were and what they were. You know, I think that we can see that in today's time. That we see, uh, it goes back, uh, circle back around to our opening scripture. That in this world, we will have tribulation. I think that we're, we're seeing this uh, hatred, this deep-seated hatred for Christians, uh, almost to the extent of Pharaoh, that they want to mow us down. They want to drive us down. They hate us. You know, it just goes back to that Marxism that I was talking about earlier. And, uh, and how they, in, in Russia, how they mowed and shot and killed uh, so many Christians and they burnt down churches. Man, don't, you know, you see what's going on in Portland. Don't, you know, I've told you this before, don't think that we are outside the realm of those kind of things happening. And if, if socialism breaks through, if this election don't turn out the way uh, we hope it does and it comes through, these kind of things are going to be pushed big time. And you see China already and how they are oppressed as Christians and they can even so much have a Christian funeral or wedding uh, without retribution, without being arrested, without being beaten, without being killed for these kind of situations and so my friends we have people out there who do hate us you know we have these new atheists out there we have these uh, uh non um, what do they call them non-believers non-nothings they call them the the nothings where they don't believe in anything and uh, they see us as Christians. As those who are an affront to their sensibilities, to their belief system, so to speak, you know, they they have a non-belief system, but and their belief, their belief in their sensibilities, or actually their faith in science, that's really what their religion has become, and they see us as an opposition to those who stand against. Uh, drag queens uh, reading to children in libraries uh, to uh, uh, to fight against or fight for rather uh, traditional family values uh, to to fight against. Uh, cartoons uh, Disney's putting out there are the first bisexual character in one of their series. I mean, we see these things, and if Christians uh, they see us as the only ones that are standing there holding back some of this evil. But the fact of the matter is, so many Christians just allow it to happen. They won't. They won't stand up because they don't want to be politically incorrect. They don't want to offend. They just want everybody to love them and everybody be happy. Well, guess what? The world don't work that way. We are soldiers in God's army, and we are and uh, we fight a spiritual mental and emotional battle and it's time for Christians to stand up to speak up to speak loud and to stand on the whole word of God the time is for silence and putting the head in the sand and the proverbial sand rather is over it is time we make a voice and say no more because there's people out there that wish to destroy and silence us because of our convictions of Jesus Christ now, if you want to continue worshiping openly, you want to continue to go into church, to read your Bible, to pray, to these these liberties that we hold dear, then my friends, you better make the right choice come November, and you better start speaking up against these atrocities against God's Word and His creation and in what He created us to be. But just like Pharaoh wanted to destroy the children of God. There's people in this nation right now who wish to destroy us. There's people in this world who wants to destroy this nation. There's people within our government who wants to destroy us. So uh, even though God's Word tells us that we will will have tribulation, we will have trouble, take heart. He's overcome the world. Keep the faith. Understand where our strength lies and know that God will lead us, guide us, and direct us in every direction He wants us to go. But we have to have that faith. And sometimes that faith is stepping that making that first step and between mighty walls of water. And you're thinking, oh, boy. <laughs> but you know what? That's why we have. God demands us to be completely dependent and trusting upon him, not our own abilities, not on our own uh, uh, values or what we think, but in God alone. And when we can trust in him, no matter the situation, just like Moses and his rights, he's going to get us on the other side. So trust in Him and have that faith today, my friends. And uh, you know, I don't want to sound cliche, but uh, just got to put your hand in the nail-scarred hand, and that's the only way you're going to have the strength uh, to endure and to persevere in these different, difficult times that we are seeing and will continue to see because it's going to get worse where it gets better, my friends. Let's have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank You, love You, and praise You. Lord, thank You for Your grace and Your mercy. And Lord, thank You for another... Uh, time to meet and, and to preach the gospel and lord help us to keep the faith help us stay true and stay strong and lord help us uh, to do what is right in your eyes no matter what culture or society may say or dictate let us do what your word says and lord let us follow you and be humble before you and trust and be completely dependent upon you in all areas and avenues of our lives and lord resuming watching this evening that doesn't know you let him pray this prayer dear god forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide us, protect us when we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, uh, don't forget this Sunday morning, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., Dr. Vic Young, his sermon title, The Rock. And uh, Lord willing, Sunday evening at 6 p.m., we'll be meeting at the outdoor stage. And uh, we'll continue our studies in Hebrews, unless the Lord lays something on my heart to uh, preach on otherwise. So, Lord willing, either way, we will see you Sunday morning and Sunday evening. God bless. Oh, and uh, I'm sorry, Kay Taylor says thank you. And God bless. Thank you, Kay. Appreciate your kind words. And Jamie says amen to that. We cannot have... Good without the bad. So, and Mr. Murph says he's watching. So, thank you, guys and gals. But I hope everybody has a great day and a blessed day. Thanks for watching. God bless.